0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Thursday to you. If you're an Eagles fan, you're happy. If you're a Vikings fan, probably not. We'll talk about that right now in a few minutes, actually. Thursday night football, the Eagles up 20 to 7. I hope your day isn't predicated on the game. Either way, a good day, bad day. I'm going to be here with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host, Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us live from New York City so thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in on the free Odyssey app AUDACY people tuning in local affiliates all over North America Sirius XM channel 158 cbssportsradio.com people on smart speakers people everywhere I'll obviously keep you up to date On this Thursday night football matchup two NFC teams, the Eagles and the Vikings, Uh, as the night goes on, when the game concludes, we will hear from the players. We will hear from the coaches. We will get the big plays of the game. When the game is over, because they'd sue the hell out of us if we were to do that now. Now, having said that, there's plenty that went on throughout the course of the day. Deion Sanders, Jay Norvell couple of coaches in the state of Colorado going at each other. More specifically, Jay Norvell lighting a little bit of a fire, I guess, under his team, but probably lighting more of a fire under Colorado. He has an issue with how Deion Sanders, I, I don't want to say dresses, but that happens to be the point. That happens to be the case, and so we'll talk about it. Outside of that, if you thought things weren't sweet in Buffalo, I know there are a lot of Buffalo Bills fans not happy with the performance of Josh Allen. You have to go through an entire offseason of how is Stephon Diggs going to perform? Is he going to be all in? Well, there's a reporter in Buffalo who got caught on a hot mic. Not saying the nicest of things about Stephon Diggs. She said she was joking. Stephon Diggs' brother, Trevon Diggs from the Cowboys, he says his brother needs to get out of Buffalo. As the world turns, pretty funny. The Red Sox fire the man in charge, Jaime Bloom. They said, man, you're getting a hell of on out of here. We're not doing as good as we would like. And the Eagles score again. <sighs> what an ass whooping this. Man, the Vikings were garbage last year. I'm just saying. Devontae Smith just scored on the touchdown. The Vikings have given away the ball here. The Eagles now are up 26-7. to Wait until they get an extra point, it'll be 27-7. Man, the Vikings have been fool's gold for so long. There is nothing interesting about the Minnesota Vikings outside of just, hey, is Justin Jefferson going to get 2,000 yards receiving? And if this team is garbage, if the defense stinks, and if they're playing from behind in a lot of games, then yes, Justin Jefferson is going to have 3,000 yards because all they're going to have to do is try to air the ball out just to play catch up, and yes, I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. Officially now, 27 to seven, right out of halftime, the Eagles lead the Minnesota Vikings, looking to go up 2-0 to the start of the season. And so, yeah, yeah, we'll have to get into all of that. But then also, I don't know, in about 15 minutes from now, we're gonna have a legend join us here on cbs sports radio we're going to have one of the greatest athletes one of the greatest historical figures in sports here in in the united states of america is going to join us kareem abdul jabbar is going to be here with us and so that's going to be a lot of fun i've seen kareem a lot over the past month or so doing a lot of commercials we'll find out what the deal is with that and see his health status but then of course we're going to find out about some basketball. What does he think about the big men in the league? What does he think about Jokic? What does he think about the Lakers? What does he think about Victor Wembenyama? I'm going to ask Kareem. That'll be next segment. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Shep, how are you? Are you enjoying this ass whooping at the, uh, the Eagles and handing the Vikings so far?
2: No. This is a joke. This is Thursday night football. Where's Sunday and, and Saturday when you need it? Or Monday.
1: They keep having the worst games, JR. I mean, the players say that, too. It's like a, a poop fest, a crap fest.
2: No, man, but how are you, my friend?
1: Uh, I'm hanging in there. My voice, I don't know if you could tell over the past several days, my voice has been crap, and so here I am another day just trying to make it happen, man. My voice is crap in a day. I talk when I need to talk. I don't, and I just sip tea when I can. That's about it. I kind of
2: noticed a little bit.
1: Yeah, my voice my voice is crap. If you would have asked me 40 minutes ago to an hour ago, I'd have been like, man, I know how to do this. But, listen, you just uh, you drink tea, you shut up, and you go to work. For the There's record. no load yeah. management over here, chef. No load it,
2: management. Yeah. Something tells me Adam is not going to do a press conference about you anytime soon. JR, it's not right. that your voice is crap. I have noticed that I feel like it's a little scratchy compared to the norm from oh, we're yeah, used to hearing. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's like I got – well, not like last night. Who's the guy who kept talking about people getting slit in the throat? That all of a sudden, we were talking about catastrophic injuries, and then we had a doctor call up and just talk about people getting hit in a jugular. I'm like, is, is he a doctor, or are we talking to Michael Myers? Yeah, he he, was, he
2: he took up the entire last segment. I remember that.
1: Was was his name Dr. Phil? No, right? No, it
2: was definitely not Dr. Phil, no. <laughs>
1: I mean, you, is Dr. Phil, he's a real doctor, right?
2: Uh, the guy calling was Dr. Phil? Some people say Dr. Phil's a quack. I think most people actually resort to that.
1: Yeah, he is he yeah. a doctor of psychology or something like that? He's a
2: doctor of entertainment and how to sensationalize. That's what he's a doctor of, JR. You
1: know, he might as well be Mari Povich.
2: Uh, yeah, because Mari Povich is more likable.
1: Is, is Mar- I got a dumb question here. I'm not trying to put him in the same space of uh, Bob Barker over the last five to ten years. <laughs> yes, he's still alive. Uh, Mari Povich? He's, he's still alive, yes. He's married to Connie Chung, right?
2: I believe so. So you know Maury's dad. Was Shirley Povich, who's one you know this? He's one of the all-time great sports writers.
1: Who who Povich? Shirley Shirley Povich. Is that a dude?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's His one of father's the old, name is Shirley.
2: Was yes, I mean, yeah, oh, that's Dad's okay. not alive. That's right. that Dad would be like 120 now. But he's one of the all-time great sports columnists in the history of sports writing. Really? Yep.
1: Where's he from? Chicago.
2: That I don't know. Povich. But I know he is the father of Maury Povich.
1: Oh, are you sure? <laughs> do we need to run a, do we need to <laughs> yeah. run a DNA test?
2: We might have to, JR.
1: Uh, let's, uh listen, how can you make this man made an entire living? Let's say not let me not say that. He made a good chunk of his living by running DNA tests on television. Like can we can we do a little bit better than that? Or are we that bad? I guess we're that damn bad.
2: Oh, I anyway. Mean, Depends on who you ask. I mean, he made. uh, I mean, Jerry Springer made Maury Povich look like the Pope.
1: Uh, Jerry Springer made Jerry Springer look better than Maury Povich.
2: No, Maury looked better than Jerry Springer. I mean, that's how bad it got.
1: Well, Jerry Springer had everything. Yeah. Maury Povich went into a lane of oh my god, the shows where the person says you're not the father. Those shows are more popular than anything, and so we had a bunch of people sitting around at nine and ten a.m. Uh, all over the country, sitting at home. People who, uh, I don't want to say that everybody watching Maury was retired, but there were people sitting around watching that, and he said, you know what, I'm not doing any more happy shows. I'm not, I'm not delving into anything else. I'm just going to make crap TV. And as we know, crap sells, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's crap, so it crap it sells,
2: sells unnecessarily. You're right about that.
1: Well, it doesn't sell for, for Thursday night football. 27-7, the Eagles lead the Minnesota Did I just see a fumble? No, they're not, not calling it. Okay. I thought the Eagles would have the ball again. Uh, it, it is just sad. And and I'm, I'm talking about historically for the Minnesota Vikings. They always have good teams, teams that are good enough. But it's always like fool's gold. In this team, since they brought on Kirk Cousins, it's always appeared that where are they going? Kirk Cousins is good enough to make a Pro Bowl. Kirk Cousins is is good enough to go forward and and make the playoffs as Kirk Cousins makes a spectacular catch and throws a touchdown. doesn't matter. It's going to happen. When the going gets tough, Kirk Cousins is, is too careful. He throws a touchdown to Jordan Addison. Five plays, 75 yards, and the score is now 27 to 13. Kirk Cousins is in the category of this guy is good. He's better than good. He's slightly above average. He is above average, but he's not good enough. He's not at that upper echelon. He's not consistently going to drive you to a victory. And so even last year for the Minnesota Vikings, for all of their, their success and all of their scoring and a lot of the attention just going straight to Justin Jefferson, shout-outs to Louisiana. Kirk Cousins ain't delivering nothing to you consistently. The defense was crap last year. 13 wins was a massive shock. They pretty much walked the tightrope. And I'm supposed to think that there'll be a comeback tonight? I've been waiting, waiting and waiting for the Minnesota Vikings to ultimately face the inevitable. That eventually you're going to have to find the replacement for Kirk Cousins. And the Minnesota Vikings are going to be in the toilet. And Justin Jefferson, depending on who that quarterback, that next dude is, I hope that is prime. I hope that that is great years. He got plenty of them in front of him. They aren't wasted on a bad team where he's just racking up yards all by himself. And meanwhile, on the other side, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Expected to compete for another Super Bowl. Running out Jalen Hurts, the man who who signed a new contract this past offseason, one of the highest-paid QBs in the league. And the fans, at the beginning of the game, as they stunk, at halftime, they only led 13-7. to They only had 76 yards passing. They were booing them. The fans of Philadelphia were booing the Eagles, and here they are just pretty much still stomping on the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that game as it continues on. If there's one thing we know about the fans in Philadelphia, I don't know why they're so angry. I don't know why they always want to, want to boo and we've gone through this this is a team that went to the super bowl last year they're playing in game two of the regular season they're at home they're beating the vikings and the fans are booing them for not converting on a first down it's just like can can we get a little bit of grace chef why are these people down the road from you so miserable
2: oh man uh I can't blame it on the cold winters now, right? Can I?
1: I don't think so. Man. No. <laughs> like, why are you upset? I if you want to be angry at Ben Simmons, I get it, right?
2: Right. I, I mean, I, I I just think that I think that there's a lot of egocentrism about oh. people that live in the Northeast, if I'm being honest. They think the world revolves around them. And if something is not up to par, up to speed, we, we personalize it. Because everything around us needs to be at the best where I think people in different parts of the country, different parts of the world are more grateful for individuals trying to actually do their best and doing better than most of them can.
1: You know what I, you know what I think? I think once you get into, uh, let's just say Baltimore, once you kind of go from Baltimore and then just go straight up north, I think everybody is so on top of each other they're miserable. I think that's what it is.
2: There's truth to that. I mean, property taxes will do that, Jr.
1: I mean, not everybody is, playing, is paying property taxes because everybody's on top of each other. Yeah, not everybody right. has property. They're paying somebody else to live on theirs. That's even worse. I think that's the case. People in other places just a little happier, a little bit more grateful for what's going on. You know, I don't want to put the Eagles fans in a space of, uh, you know, like the being miserable like Yankee fans. That's a... Uh, another level of just being, I-, I would say, pompous and arrogant and unappreciative. I, we saw Jaime Bloom, he gets fired today, and I saw fire Brian Cashman trending more than anything else. It's just like, well, that guy got fired up in Boston, and and we Yankee fans are stuck with Brian Cashman? How is this even possible?
2: Well, well Jr. In, in, in fairness, and I know you talk about this every weekend on WFN. When you have one of the two or three highest payrolls at minimum for the past 20-some-odd years, and you have one World Series appearance to show for it, and your arch-rival being the Astros that is significantly inferior in terms of the amount that they can allocate for resources for their players, and you're constantly coming up short, there does deserve to be a little bit of scrutiny, no?
1: Oh, yeah, there there always deserves to be scrutiny.
2: Specifically Cashman?
1: Uh, Yes, definitely there deserves to be scrutiny. But to the extent of people... Just trying to get him out of the door and fire him, and he's never done anything. It's uh, that's that's short-sighted. It's the goal every year is to win a World Series? That's not the goal for every single team in Major League Baseball. I think we all know that. For the Yankees, it is, but the the ultimate issue for it falls a little bit more on the ownership because they spend a crap ton of money, as you mentioned, but the New York Yankees aren't, or more recently, haven't been willing. To go one step further, and I don't think that has so much to do with Brian Cashman, but more so as an ethic to say, hey, listen, we're spending enough money already. You know, make it work. We're we're not going Steve Cohen crazy here. Other teams haven't had to, but the Yankees, they they've, they've kind of made their bed for the past I don't know, thirty years, uh, twenty years, twenty five years when it comes to spending, and now they have to lay in it. You you outlay all of this money. Uh, But since dad passed away, George, uh, the new son, or not the new son, but his son, Hal hasn't been willing to kind of go over it. And so that's why we have these stupid deals where Brian Cashman is saying, oh, yeah, well, let's kick the tires on Josh Donaldson. And it's it's bad. Does he deserve criticism? Yes. Yes, he does. Does he deserve all of the vitriol that he receives? No. No, he doesn't. And Yankee fans would be just as miserable if they got rid of the dude and then the next guy after him, who most Yankee fans have no idea outside of saying, I don't know, Theo Epstein should come in. He should fix it. Outside of him, Yankee fans couldn't even tell you who else to plug in. And so everybody has an answer, but nobody really has a solution. So uh, Yankee fans are always going to be miserable. It's just just how it is. And uh, Eagles fans, I don't know. Maybe the proximity to New York, uh, and I, I hear this a lot. New York, little brother, uh, rubs off on Philadelphia as the Eagles are trying to tack on some more scores here. Twenty-seven to fourteen. Listen, folks, it's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have a conversation with a great, a legend. His name, Kareem Abdul Jabbar.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're we're more than a month away from the NBA season. This might be the the dog days of the summer, but right now we're being joined by a legend. No other way to say it. Six championships and six MVPs. El Capitan. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem, how are you, man? You doing good? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to hop on. There's so much, obviously, that we want to talk with you about when it comes down to basketball with your unique perspective. Uh, but then, first, we have seen you so much, even in these dog days. I've seen you on TV a lot, a, a lot of commercials for a good cause. Tell us what you've been working on with AFib, and 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 tell us about that. I've seen you a lot.
3: Well, uh, I'm trying to raise consciousness about AFib. It's, uh, it's a very... Um recently understood uh illness that uh, you know affects people in a very uh, negative way um you get shortness of breath and fatigue and uh really can't uh can't cope physically it also inhibits your ability to uh to breathe and, and just function um it increases your chance for stroke by a factor of five and that's serious Uh, you can die from a stroke if you you have this condition so i I would uh really encourage everyone to to visit uh, the website no time (laughs) to wait dot com and uh you can find out more about this condition and uh, find out what you need to do so that uh, it doesn't have to threaten you
1: You've led, obviously, a, a very active lifestyle during the majority of your life, even active now, moving around, being an advocate. And, and when you talk about your own diagnosis here, were you a little shocked or surprised about it?
3: I was shocked in that uh, I didn't realize it, it was threatening me that much, but it wasn't surprising because I've been having problems. Uh, I, I went to a baseball game. I went to the Dodger game, and I couldn't uh, walk any you know, further than maybe uh, 20, 30 yards without having to sit down and rest and get my breath back. Um, And it was uh, just something I I didn't want to have happen. Nothing had happened to me, so I I just wanted to dismiss it and uh, hope that it was something that would pass quickly. But of course it didn't. And uh, I'm very fortunate uh, that uh, my business manager made me go to the hospital and uh, they diagnosed me and, I'm doing a
1: lot better now. Happy to hear that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is joining us here at the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Whether you are retired and active like yourself, whether you're still an active athlete, there's so many conversations now with modern technology about the current athlete, how much they should play, how much they shouldn't play. Yesterday, we heard the whole press conference by Adam Silver uh, implementing new rules to try to lessen load management. Why do you think we've reached the point where players were sitting out? Is it more so the players not wanting to be active because of their salaries? Is it the owners protecting their investments? Why do you think we've reached this point?
3: Well, you know, I, I can't speak uh, for the owners or people like that. Um, I think that uh, the fact that we have good medical attention from you know, on the various teams about uh checking out people's uh, ability to withstand an NBA season uh, we, we have good medical information so uh at times when it's not working for someone, they need to get away from the game you know we've, we've seen that but uh you know the, every every individual presents a, a different issue and uh you know it's just for for people, who think that they have a problem? Uh, all the uh, medical attention that that's focused on professional sports will enable them to find out what's going on fairly quickly and uh, to protect their health, protect their life. But your life is a lot more important than being able to 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 play a professional sport.
1: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is here with us the JR Sport B Show on CBS Sports Radio. We know about your career and accomplishments and in 21 years and, and having the scoring title for more than 30-plus. Given all of the information that's available today in the detail, would you have approached your career differently? Would you have sat out a few games? Obviously, you would have had an elongated career, but what are your thoughts on that?
3: that, that that's hard to say. Who, who knows? What physical ailments might or might not uh, affect someone? There's, there's no telling. You have to live your life and, and find these things out as you, as you go through life. So uh, I, I think someone that has uh, the potential to be a professional athlete will probably uh, give it a, a definite attempt to uh, make that their lifestyle. Uh, it pays well. It uh, gives you a... a a public uh, persona uh, a lot of people do very well with that some don't so uh, you know we have to uh, we have to go one step at a time and and be careful because uh, our lives are more important than just uh you know having having an opportunity to pro- play professional sports or not i i don't think that 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 should be the choice
1: well, Kareem, I think there's there's one athlete in particular in the NBA who has pretty much led that charge, and it's probably because he's not American, and that happens to be Nikola Jokic. We've seen him win a championship. We've seen him win multiple MVPs, and there's been a lot of talk over the years about the emergence of guards and it being a guard-driven league. We know you were a center, and we see Embiid and Jokic. and, and What are your thoughts on how the NBA looks like it's, it's hedging maybe back towards the bigs? There's
3: always a, a, a balance, you know. Uh, you have to be able to defend on the perimeter, and you have to be able to defend on the interior. So uh, that's not going to change.
1: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is joining us here, the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. Nikola Jokic has, has made it just very clear. For him, basketball is a job. And and to your point, there's so much more to, to life just in him being identified as a basketball player he was criticized for a lot of that once they won the, the championship do you feel that was justified when you take a look at his his perspective
3: well i that's that's hard to say i mean uh, what are you comparing it to what was uh, nikola supposed to do become a doctor he might not, not have been uh able to to handle that that burden you know uh, i think um you know, I, People have to find their niche in life and pursue it. Uh, everybody does that. I, I, I don't think Nicola is any different.
1: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar here with us, CBS Sports Radio. One player, especially as we we come up on the upcoming season, that a lot of people have paid attention to is Giannis Atetokounmpo. Already talking about his future. I know you've looked at his game and you've said, man, you would love to, to have had the opportunity uh, to play in a, in a straight line back and forth just like him, what impresses you about Giannis and his game and his attitude towards it?
3: Giannis uh, decided that uh, by teaching himself, he he only uh, could do things that made sense to him. So uh, getting the ball off the defensive end and taking it down and trying to score with it uh, without giving the ball up, uh, that that's a, a big part of his game, and he does very well at it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's something that has to do with his instincts and the talent that he has physically that he's able to do that. But, uh, you know, telling the big guys that you guys can't dribble, get the ball to the guards and go down <laughs> and set up the offense. That, that's uh, basically the uh, the way the game has been played for for so many decades. And uh, that that might change a little bit now.
1: Do you continue to see more of an evolution? We see like big dudes are handling the ball more. And obviously with LeBron being six nine and, and and running point, And we saw this with Magic Johnson when you played with, with Magic. But do you feel that we are moving towards a, a space of positionless basketball? Everybody is six eight and and has a similar skill set. Uh
3: no, I, I don't think it's gonna be like that, but um, there are gonna be um differences uh there'll be some little guys that can come out and shoot but can't play anywhere near the basket and there are little guys that have that talent there are big guys that can handle the ball and do what someone like Giannis does but not every big guy can can do that you know you're seeing big guys trying to handle the ball and it's either a turnover or or they give up a steal So you know, you have to take everybody's uh, talent and incentive in the game to uh, you have to take that into consideration and uh, try to uh, let everybody play at the top of their game and uh, eliminate the things that uh, create turnovers and uh, enable the other team to have uh, advantages. If, if, that, if, you, if you work it like that, you can have a, a, a very effective team and uh, win championships.
1: That, that, that's possible. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, joining us. Y- you talk about the evolution of the game. You are a Lakers legend. We know about the history of the Lakers. We hear about it now, even so, with LeBron James. There's television shows and programs that are, are made about it. The NBA is a huge business, and we even hear the stories. Players go to L.A. and get trapped and the dramatization of, of, of winning time. What are the real trappings of playing in Los Angeles and being that Lakers star?
3: Uh, I don't think it's any different for being in Los Angeles than any of the other NBA teams. If you can go out there and do the things that enable your team to win, you're going to make it, uh, you're going to be a star. And if you can't, uh, you're not going to last too long. That it doesn't matter where you're playing.
1: When you sit down and, and watch the game right now, the current style of play and, and how it's run, is there any element that you enjoy, any element that you would love to see different?
3: No, I, I'm enjoying the, the game as it is now because there's all of a sudden now there's a balance between uh, scoring in, inside and scoring outside. You got guys that can hit the three-pointer and uh, you got guys that are better off at attacking the hoop and uh, getting the right mixture of guys and putting them in a winning situation is what uh, every team wants to do so uh, it it takes a it takes a, a a team you know the general manager and the coach really have to figure out how well guys can work together
1: as we start to wrap up here with the legend kareem abdul jabbar you have always been known not just for your your work on the court but also being an advocate uh for human rights, just being a, a a good human overall, thinking about things outside of of basketball. There have been a lot of conversations, especially earlier this week, surrounding unions and the NFL and injuries. We saw Aaron Rodgers go down. And and you hear a lot about the the, the strength of the NFL and its PA and why they're not able to play on grass. What are your thoughts on like the strength of a union and these these constant negotiations that take place every five to seven years? What advice would you give to the NFLPA in regards to even just getting a surface that they would want to play on?
3: Dude, that, that I know so little about that. Uh, I'm not going to volunteer any advice to the NFL. I mean, that's a such a tough game. Uh, guys get hurt permanently in that game, so. Uh, I don't know enough about it to to give them any suggestions uh i've I've enjoyed nfl football for a long time but uh far as telling them how how to uh, uh market their their product and protect their players i couldn't tell them anything about that because i don't know enough about it
1: in a general sense kareem when you look at sports there's so many rules that have been changed over the past 15 20 years that gear towards offense, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, for instance, speeding up the game. Do you think? And we know change is necessary, but is it too much change and, and too soon? Where it's just like, hey, let's hands off on the defense a little bit.
3: Jeez, I I don't know. I there, there should be a balance, you know. There should be uh, the offense and defense should uh, be evenly matched, and uh, let it go from there because. Uh, that's uh, that's how that's how dominant teams uh, achieve what they achieve because they, they're able, even though they're evenly matched, they're able to figure out a, a winning strategy that is consistent, and they are consistently winning, and uh, that's why they they are at the top. Uh, look at the Lakers during the nineteen eighties. Uh, we, we were able to be consistent and, and keep a, a, a team on the court that uh, did all the things. It, Offense and defensively. that's uh, that's what all the teams really want. And uh, they all try to uh, get the players that can create that situation on the court. And I think uh, that's that's what the fans uh, want to see, uh, you know, how smart their front office is and how good their coaching staff is.
1: Well, Kareem, you mentioned the Lakers final question for you. We see LeBron James going into another season. We see the emergence scoring-wise of an Austin Reeves and an Anthony Davis. What are your thoughts? What's your preview for this upcoming Lakers season?
3: Well, I, I know the Lakers are going to be contenders if they're healthy. You no, know, but that's a big if. You know, it's it's hard to get through the season without having uh, a, a key injury. But... Uh, if they can stay healthy, I'm I'm sure they'll be contenders, but uh, they're not the only ones out there. And because I haven't watched any of the other teams as closely as I've watched the Lakers, I, I can't give you any of my um, uh, great predictions, but uh, it'll be an interesting season for sure because there's always new talent coming in. Uh, we have this uh, young man from France, uh, waiting to see what, it, what he can do. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be over in the Middle East uh, uh, promoting a game uh, that that he'll be playing. And, and I'm, I'm speaking of uh, Victor uh really curious to see what, what he can do on the court.
1: Seven foot five, running around and handling the ball like a guard. Did you think that we would see the NBA develop into this space or it's something you couldn't even think about 30 and 40 years ago?
3: Well, 30 or 40 years ago, you, you couldn't think about it. You better not think about it. I, I mean, can you see Will Chamberlain trying to bring the ball up court? I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't see me bringing the ball up court on a regular basis. I, there, there are certain things you should, that you can do and you can't do. So um, that that's what makes the game interesting. And uh, guys that can overcome uh, the, uh, the tendency to say, you know, little guys can't play on the front court and big guys can't play in the back court. Well, every now and then that doesn't, uh, that doesn't happen. You got big guys that can, uh, can handle it and do incredible things with it and little guys that can go in inside and consistently uh, get things done.
1: You brought it up. And so I'm going to finish on this, the, the emergence and change of basketball. We see it internationally as well. Team USA just losing and, and and we see that yes, the, the the lines have been been blurred. It's not USA and then everybody else. What are your thoughts on on the response to Team USA basketball when they lose? It's almost like they get laughed at now, regardless of who they send out there.
3: Well, I, I remember a couple of years ago the Greek team won the won the gold medal at the Olympics, and everybody was wondering well, who are those guys? You know? Well, they've been practicing. That's what that's who those guys are, and. Uh, we got to keep practicing and uh, keep pushing the game and making it evolve. And I, I think um, that that's a a great incentive for everybody, for the teams that want to see us knocked off, and for for American basketball. It's it's a wonderful situation. And um, let, let's when when
1: does the season start? Come on. Well, thank you so much, Kareem, for coming through and dropping that information.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. wants to hear from you call him now at 855-212-4CBS that's 855 212
1: it's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio thank you so much a legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for joining us this this hour this segment if you just missed it you can hit rewind on the free Odyssey app Just a legend, and and thank you so much to everything he's doing to to raise awareness about AFib, something that has uh, affected him. Had a chance to talk some basketball with him, both uh, domestic and a little international when it comes to USA basketball. And so uh, there's there's a lot that he said there that I want to get into. Uh, In the interim, Thursday night football continues on. Minnesota Vikings trying, and I say try, Trying to stage a comeback right now at this moment. And it could change any second now. And it did. 27 to 21, it's about to be. As the Minnesota Vikings score a touchdown, Kirk Cousins to KJ Osborne. Eventually, the score is going to be 27 to 21. A little less than eight minutes left here uh, in this game. Hey, Shep, Are you surprised that the the Vikings, Well, they put up points. They just don't know how to stop anybody, man.
2: I mean, they're over they're overdue. Jerry, talk about week one. Was a dud for them? <sighs> week nineteen against the Giants was a dud. Justin Jefferson. There's no better receiver in the NFL. Apologies to Stefon Diggs or Devontae Adams. I, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, to to me, what took him so long to get into it?
1: Ah. Uh, uh. Well, I mean, this is the the turnovers, the fumbles, scores. um, The Eagles were able to capitalize on that. I I just thought that with the rest of this game that the Eagles would run away with it. And now it's a legitimate game. But I I would expect the Eagles to to hold on to this. Uh, Minnesota certainly can score. Can they stop anybody? That is is always the case. And their offensive line tonight is basically a, a patchwork one. And so we'll see what happens as Philadelphia leads 27 to 21 here, uh, less than eight minutes left to go in the game. So plenty of time to see a few more scores and potentially a few more turnovers as well. Shep, just coming off the conversation uh, with Kareem, was there anything that, that stood out to you that he said?
2: I think just, he's just so thoughtful and articulate, um, I think that this guy's going to and Kirk from wrong JR, he said he's going to the Middle East to do yeah, it's a,
1: a Victor Wembanyama. to help un- promote one that, of Victor Wembanyama's games. Yeah.
2: That's unbelievable. Like I mean look, Kareem, he's in good health, but he's also dealt with his you know, his fair share of health issues as well. And we hope nothing but the best for him for years and years forward. But for him to be doing that where his body is his body's been through a lot, you know, to be seven for 30 and to be able to carry that around for 75 years and counting is an accomplishment in and of itself. To now be doing that to still promote this game at his age, I just think speaks to his selflessness and his love of the next generation. You know, it's funny, JR. You know, and I know you're so respectful and polite to these legends and icons. Kareem was not always this gracious and generous to people around him, and it's like this guy has done such a 180, and it's genuine, about how kind he is to everybody, how respectful he is to everybody, because he was not the easiest person to get along with throughout his career.
1: Yeah, considered to be cantankerous, not the easiest person. You know, this is the second time that I've spoken to Kareem, and I I looked it up. The last time I spoke with him was almost 10 years ago. This was in 2014. Uh, maybe thirteen or fourteen in in Houston, Texas, and it, this was that was in person. Obviously, what we just did was uh, wasn't in person, um, but he was he was cool then. And but you know, I, I've certainly heard uh, the stories. If I would have had more time to to chat with him, I would have definitely got into a little bit more of the Lakers and, and legacy and LeBron. Uh, I would have definitely talked to him about the New York City a basketball scene, but there's only but so much time. You know, when you talk to a legend, I could probably sit down and talk with Kareem for days. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're gonna come back, take a break, update you on this game, and then talk about some more legends. Like Dion getting disrespected. Don't move.